hey everybody, Jonathan Dorr with you as always. Welcome aboard to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast for today. Really looking forward to sharing some time with you. It is, well, it's an important liturgical day here in the great Southland of the Holy Spirit here in Australia. It is a very significant feast day. It is the feast of Our Lady Help of Christians, the, uh, the patron saint, if you will, of this land. And so I got up this morning, I prayed the Divine Office, and then uh, went through the readings for the day. And usually regular listeners would know, of course, that on the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, we're looking at key quotes. But occasionally, I think something jumps out from Scripture that I wanted to share with you all. And the readings today uh, come from James, and they jump across to the start of Luke's Gospel. And as I read them both, you see this incredibly important link. The Holy Spirit is trying to tell us something through this feast day and through these two readings. So the first reading is over in James 3, and it's talking about sort of two kinds of wisdom. And, you know, he's sort of saying that human wisdom is often driven by ambition, uh, that we think there's all sorts of things we should do. And I'll give you this key line here. This is in James 3. Uh, We're jumping down to uh, verse 15. It says, Such wisdom, so-called wisdom, does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. So the first thing it's doing is talking about this kind of, I guess, earthly human wisdom where people are driven towards ambition and... uh, applying their own relatively limited resources to the complex questions of human existence. And then we jump across, and stay with me, this is where it gets good, we jump across to the uh, first chapter of Luke, and this is where Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and then we get, of course, the Magnificat. So she talks, of course, my soul glorifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, but then she gets down to this whole part where she says, where is this line, that God has looked upon um, the lowliness of his servant. And she keeps talking about, you know, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but sent the rich away empty. And as you read through it, you see why they chose these readings, because they're showing kind of a human earthly response. And then you see Mary's response of this profound humility. So what is humility? Look, you know, it's like... um. You know, the siege of Troy, you know, Helen of Troy, the face that launched a thousand ships. Humility is like the word that launched a thousand books. You know, there's so much written about it. I think, look, at the most simple level, it's basically an awareness of who we are in relationship to God. And it's not like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm a miserable worm kind of reality. It's this awareness that this weird paradox that we are so you know, so small in the cosmos, but so precious to God. So we see this, you know, this beautiful idea of humility where we kind of sense our place in reality, that we have a perfect father who loves us and loved us into existence and has promised to take care of us. You know, why did Jesus talk about, you know, that not even a sparrow would fall to the ground without his father knowing and then saying that we're, of course, so much more precious than a single sparrow. So this humility is this sort of trust in God. You look at Mary, you know, and and Elizabeth says to her, she goes, blessed are you who believed that what the Lord said to her would happen. So Mary's humility also comes from believing and trusting that God would bring about what he promised to bring about. Now, here's where I want to link this to Catholic education. 
I'm not a big fan of ambition in Catholic education. I'm a fan of ambition in our students in terms of wanting to encourage them to be ambitious, to learn, to achieve, to do well, to make the best of their talents and abilities. I think we should be ambitious in the sense of taking the incredible gifts that God's given each one of us as educators and seeing them fully brought to fruition. The ambition that can be problematic is the ambition for promotion or power or recognition. You know that spirit that um, I guess all of us can carry at some point, but you'll definitely see it over the course of of your career. People jockeying for position, manipulating things to get a promotion. And I remember seeing it over the years in different formats. And I think that kind of ambition, as James tells us here in Chapter 3 of James, is highly problematic. It becomes very utilitarian, it becomes manipulative, and uh, look, my whole attitude to promotion and power in a Catholic school comes from uh, a beautiful quote from Christine Kane. It's always stayed with me, and I hope you remember this. She said, if God wants you, he knows where to find you. I always love that. If God wants you, he knows where to find you. If God wants you to be a principal, he knows where to find you. If God wants you to be in charge of a subject area, he knows where to find you. If God wants you to be a humble, amazing classroom teacher for 45 years, he knows where to find you. I think a great peace comes in Catholic education where we relax and trust that our career, our progress is in his hands. And all we have to do is remember what St. Augustine said. He said, you know, he who made you without your cooperation will not save you without your cooperation. Which simply means that God didn't ask us if we wanted to exist. We didn't get a choice on that one. But he does ask us if we want to cooperate with his grace and his His heart for our lives. Isn't that incredible? That's that, you know, the humility of God, right? That he, he doesn't create robots. So all he asks in our career is that we cooperate, and then he'll take care of the rest. What does that cooperation look like? It's a disposition of the heart. It's a simple desire. Lord, I trust you with my career. I trust you with this day. But the part that we need to do is be people of prayer, people of sacrament. We need to be in all our you know, limited ability. We need to be trying to um, grow in holiness of life. So watching out for those big blind spots of sin that all of us have. And then he'll do the rest. You know, and the, the greatest Catholic schools, the best Catholic principals, the best priests, bishops, religious, are men and women who relax and simply try to be who God has called them to be on any given day. And then the rest takes care of itself. So, my friends, I hope that today on the Feast of Our Lady Help of Christians, we can be reminded of that great humility of Mary, who, and you know, it's always interesting, who's the greatest Christian in history? I always have this joke with my kids when, you know, they were younger, I'd say, you know, who's the most important, greatest Christian ever? And when they were little, they'd be like, Jesus! (laughs) I'd say, no, Jesus was not a Christian. Jesus was not a Jesus follower. Um, He was not a disciple of himself. So they go, oh... Oh, and they go, it was St. Peter. And then some people go, it was St. Paul. And I go, no. It's that beautiful line from um, uh, Pope Benedict Emeritus's famous book, Mary, the Church at the Source. And I've said this many times. He starts this very important book on Mariology where he simply starts with this sentence. He says, the church begins with Mary. Mary was the first disciple, friends. She was the first disciple. She was the first one that heard the good news that God was about to make a daring raid on enemy-held territory, and she was going to be the um, 
you know, the beachhead, the, the, the place where God would break into reality in a profound new way. So she is the greatest Christian in history. Without her, there is no Christianity. Without her, and people go, well, maybe God would have done it a different way. Maybe, but he didn't. He did it through her and her humility. And that's why this Luke chapter 1 is so important, because it just she sings of her, 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 how moved she is that the great God of the cosmos has looked upon her lowliness and her humility and raised her up to the highest place you know and you know the the doctrine of the assumption and mary being crowned queen of heaven it's kind of a big deal it's almost as if you know when you seek the lowest place and again why did jesus say that why did jesus say you know when a friend holds a banquet go and sit in the lowest place and god's going to bring you up imagine if we had that in catholic education no political jockeying no ambition just everybody constantly trying to be just seek the place that God's put him in and be there until he changes that position and then trusting that even if he doesn't you're still where he wants you to be wow countercultural isn't it how how different is this to the world of instagram fame huh the world of look at me look at me look at me validate me you know spend 30 seconds on twitter and you just see half the planet screaming validate my rage man imagine a world where we just keep seeking the lowest place huh we, seek, we keep seeking the place of service, not out of you know insecurity or a fractured sense of self, but a trust, a trust that I am today where he wants me to be. And uh, all we can do is pray. I think, you know, John Henry Cardinal Newman had that beautiful, beautiful prayer where he said, you know, that even if I, even if I don't know what's happening, I'm going to trust that you're leading me. All right, friends, I hope that's a blessing to you today. Let us let go of the wrong kinds of ambition and let us seek to be like Mary and uh, allow God to do amazing things through our humility and our trust in Him. Uh, Housekeeping, as always, please make sure you've subscribed. If you like what you're hearing, if it's a bit of encouragement on your drive to work, on your commute, please hit subscribe and uh, you can find everything else on the website, onecatholicteacher.com. If you're not getting the daily email, come across onecatholicteacher.com. There's tons of sign-up boxes all over that site. Or just send me an email, jonathan at onecatholicteacher.com. Just say, Jonathan, put me on the list because we're sending out those daily quotes. just to give you a bit of encouragement and uh what else uh please check out our sponsor uh, catholicexecutivecoaching.com and uh there is a free trial of the going deeper staff formation resource on onecatholicteacher.com hit that resources tab my books are there but check out that going deeper free trial you're gonna get three free episodes it's very cool you're gonna love that all right that's it for me everybody Thank you so much for what you're doing in Catholic education. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and I'll have another message for you tomorrow.